Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Welcome back to another great, fun, and exciting episode of the People and Places along the Heritage Trail podcast. And I am so excited to kick off this episode with JC and Christina with Monogram Foods. Hey, you two, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Now, this is going to be just a little bit different than what we sometimes do because the listeners may not be familiar with Monogram Foods. What is it? Well, Monogram Foods, um, it's it's a company that uh, focuses on manufacturing uh, private label and food service uh, uh, channels through the United States. Uh, among these are a full range of uh, meat snacks, appetizers, assembled sandwiches, fully cooked and raw bacon, um, and here in Bristol, uh, corn dogs. So in Bristol, you guys manufacture corn dogs that you could buy in the store. Do you guys do a lot of those? Well, um, yes. In fact, uh, <laughs> we produce about 1.1 million uh, corn dogs, regular size corn dogs uh, a day, and between uh, 2.9 to 3 million mini corn dogs a day. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that per day, you're doing over a million of the delicious on the stick corn dogs and almost 3 million mini corn dogs every day? Yes. So you know a thing or two about corn dogs, but does that in fact make Elkhart County the corn dog capital of the world? Oh yes, I think so. <laughs> oh yes, um, you know at, we uh, make the of course the best corn dogs in America, and yeah. for some of the largest food retailers and consumers in the in the world. Okay, you know we we do so many well crafted things here in Elkhart County. Of course, we are the RV capital of the world. We are the band instrument capital of the world, and we are the corn dog capital of the world. And last summer, Monogram Foods helped the community of Bristol really kick off this new crown. What would we call it? Would it be a corn dog crown? Would it be a what would it be? Oh, I think that uh, the corn dog crown sounds like a good idea to me. Oh, I love it. And so last summer was the first annual corn dog festival, and it's coming back for the second annual event, September twenty third, right? Yes, that's correct. And what's going to happen? So this year at our second annual product festival, um, we're going to have quite a bit. We're going to have a magic show that starts at noon, and we're going to have a lineup throughout the day of all kinds of different things. Um, so you just have to come to check it out. But also games to play that we have people um, volunteering their time for to set up, and kids can just walk around all day, play different games. We're going to have a lot of food. And we're gonna have a lot of fun. And and the biggest uh, the biggest uh, event that we're having there is the corn dog eating contest. That's a big one. That was really fun last year. And uh, yours truly uh, will be grilling corn dogs um, oh, to sell so we... at the festival. Okay, you know this just occurred to me. What is the best way to cook a corn dog? Well, actually, you can do uh, different ways. It's baked in the oven or actually throw it in the fryer again. But we found out that uh, a grilled corn dog tastes delicious as well. Oh, I am gonna, I'm gonna have to try that because I love corn dogs. I love them all times of the year, but certainly as we're just coming into fall, it's a great food to have. Now you did mention you're gonna have family entertainment, games, 
music, and you can just eat a corn dog or two, right? You don't have to enter the contest. Oh, no, you don't have to enter the contest to get corn dogs. We're actually going to have some booths up selling our corn dogs again this year. I think we're going to have some different kinds this year for everyone to try. Yeah, uh, we are going to have the uh, giant corn dog, which is the four meat corn dog. Uh, we are going to have the sausage corn dog, which we call the breakfast on a stick because it's sausage uh, wrapped in a pancake batter. Which is delicious. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. And we are going to have minis there, the uh, chicken minis. So there is corn dogs for everyone, every type of flavor that you may want. And of course, this event is so fun and it's so family friendly. And it really speaks to the community of Bristol and the giving spirit. And this is a this is a program of the Monogram Love Kids Foundation. And is this a relationship with the hub, which some of the listeners may be familiar with as the Bristol Food Pantry? Yeah, so Monogram Foods Loves Kids Foundation, um, we every year we donate money to our community. So across the plants, a total of $15 million has been donated. So that's our employees donating their money. That's um, having events at our plant to raise money and sell things from our team members, you know, donating their money as well. So we that's something that we do every year. And we started donating a lot of our time people volunteering at schools to read to kids. And we decided it would be a great idea to volunteer time at the food pantry as well. So when we decided to have the the Cornock Festival, we thought it would be a great idea to donate money to the local food pantry so that they could get more things that they needed for team members that work here in our community and just everyone that lives in Bristol, which I think has been pretty great. Oh, absolutely. And that is such a nice thing uh, that your team members do there at Monogram and certainly something great that the uh, company supports. I love all of this so much. So just real quickly, where can listeners go to get more information so that they can prepare for the Corn Dog Festival? So we have flyers that are hung up around town and on our website on Facebook. Um, I would also like to mention that we do need more people for the cornhole tournament. And if anybody would like to sign up, please email us. And our email address is bristlecorndogfestival at gmail.com. If you're interested, let's uh, get signed up. The more people, the better. And of course, we previously mentioned this festival is happening September 23rd. It's right there in Bristol. It's at Congdon Park. It's easy to find. I believe it starts at noon and it goes until 9 p.m. So you could start, you can start your day with the uh, breakfast corn dog, have your afternoon corn dog, and then have your evening snack corn dog, right? That is correct. We're going to have uh, three different flavors uh, in the morning is your sausage and uh, pancake batter, uh, and your afternoon is your giant corn dog, or vice versa. You can get the the minis and at dinner time the giant corn dog. You can oh, just snack I, all day. You until you watch I, I love until it. you watch the fireworks. Oh, okay. So you are gonna have fireworks. That's such a fun day. It's so great for the community. And it does help the hub Hearts United for Bristol, which is formerly the Bristol Food Pantry. So you're giving back to the community. You're eating some wonderful food. You're getting to learn about one of the great businesses that we have here in the community. JC and Christina, thank you so much for taking the time to share all about the Corn Dog Festival here on the podcast. I can't wait uh, to get out there on September 23rd and eat my weight in corn dogs. Hey, we'll be doing that right there with you. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you.
Hi, this is Terry Mark with the Elkhart County CVB, and uh, I'm excited excited to be joined by uh, Donna Persing and uh, Nikki Beer. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks Thank for, you for inviting us. us. Yeah. So, um, real quickly, Donna and Nikki, will you uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about why why you're on the podcast today? Uh, my name is Donna Persing, and I am the Napanee Apple Festival Director. And we're very pleased that the Elkhart County ECVB would invite us to do this podcast to better advertise our event coming up on the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. My name is Nikki Beer, and I am primarily in charge of sponsorships for the festival. Um, but like Donna, just kind of have our hands in everything that has to do with the festival. I know it's a total team effort to put the festival on every year. And we really appreciate all the hard work you and and, and everyone else um, does for it. Um, Donna mentioned the dates, uh, September 14th through 17th. But for those of us, for those who are listening, who maybe don't know a whole lot about the festival, can you kind of give us the the high level overview of what it is and why people should come? Okay, starting off Thursday night, the festival hours run from five to nine. And one of the uh, big things that will happen that night will be our queen contest. And that'll happen under the big entertainment tent in the um, gazebo, in the um, country cabinets and home furnishings and country wood uh, tent that begins at seven o'clock. And currently we have eight contestants up for the uh, Miss Apple Blossom Queen contest. And then um, on to uh, Friday, we have uh, Friday afternoon, we have senior bingo going on. We have entertainment going on on the stages all throughout the weekend, but this will take place in the Depot uh, Plaza parking lot in that uh, the country cabinet, uh, country wood um, tent in the afternoon. That's always a big hit for our seniors coming in for that event. And then we'll have entertainment um, all the rest of the afternoon and into the evening. Uh, Saturday is the big day of the festival. Uh, we have the parade in the morning, but we have an apple beta king contest in the morning. Uh, the uh, Events start at 10 o'clock with the exception of the Napple Baking Contest. That happens at 8.30 in the morning. But there's events all Saturday um, during the day after the parade. There's an apple peeling, crosscut cross saw, uh, pie eating contest. Um, there's a lot of things uh, to, sue, to do and see. Um, on Sunday, we're having a brand new item called the um, Great Apple Go um cook-off. So in front of the Corhorn License Branch building, we are having a grill off and um, they can start grilling at six in the morning. Uh, voting will be at three in the afternoon. And our um, Northwood Donnie Generation will come and perform uh, Sunday afternoon. And then we will have, um, we will present our um, little apple dumpling um, at the end of the evening, about 4.45. That, that all sounds amazing. And uh, from if you're listening and can't tell, I mean, this festival basically takes over all of all of downtown Napanee. It is wall-to-wall -wall fun. Uh, 
And uh, you mentioned some of that one new thing already, the cook-off. But what else, if you're coming to the festival uh, in 2023, what what other new things uh, or, or what, do you, what do you want to feature among the, the activities that you have? Oh, man. I think something to point out, especially if you're someone who has never been to the Apple Festival before, is the amount of free entertainment that we have. So there's no admission to our festival um, you can come and you can enjoy as much or as little of it as you want. There are um, some off-site events that happen. We have a car and airplane show that happens at the Napanee Airport. So if you're a car aficionado or you love planes, that's something for you to see out there. There is an antique tractor and engine show that happens at the barns in Napanee, which is the former um, Amish Acres property. That's a wonderful tribute to um, antique and historic tractors and a beautiful show. And then um, the main part of the festival happens in downtown Napanee. So at the intersections of US 6 and State Road 19, just south of there, you'll find all of these things that Donna is talking about. So our entertainment stages, our food vendors, our craft vendors, um, there's a a dedicated spot just for children that has children's entertainment and that's all free. So you, I think that's what makes this festival so special is that all of these different components to the festival are free to attend. And the only one that does have an admission charge to it is the antique tractor show that happens um, out at the barns. Um, the rest of it, you can come and enjoy and even shuttle around. There's no charge for the shuttle that runs um, to shuttle you between events. Um, so it's a lot to sort of soak in and do. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, how much can be enjoyed for free. I know that Matt me means a lot to families. Uh, so if you're bringing your kids, uh, your toddlers, your preschoolers, your grade schoolers, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to do. Any, anything more about that that you want to mention? Just, uh, like why, why this festival is great for kids. I think the, uh, the inter Oh, sorry, Donna. Go right Take ahead. It. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we do have rides. We do have amusement rides and games that happen. Those are, of course, can be for children or for anyone of any age. Um, but we have um, a show called the Grandpa Cratchit Show, and that is a puppet show that we've had for a number of years and is a hit among the preschool early elementary age. We have what we call a wow factor event, which is usually we try to book somebody that has appeared on America's Got Talent or a similar show like that that is an extreme acrobatic event. Those events run um, periodically throughout the festival time. So you can uh, get online and check out our brochure and you'll see multiple times during the day that that event um, occurs. And then there's just some special entertainment acts that are geared towards children. Um, Silly Safari is one of those where... Um, he brings the animals to the to the festival and the different shows have different animals and kids are, can come up and pet and encounter the animals. And he gives them facts and information about what they are and where they live and things like that. And then we do have another uh, comedy ventriloquist act that um, rotates through different stages at the festival um, and again, entertains anyone of any age, but um, the kids usually get a laugh out of that. And kids are welcome to participate in some of the contests we have. So we'll have a kid's pedal pull um, and a pie eating contest that are really fun activities for the kids to get involved in. 
Yeah, absolutely. I know I know kids absolutely love the festival and their parents do do as well. Now, Donna, I, I know you can't have an apple festival without food being a major part of it. So can you can you talk a little bit about uh, all the different uh, food features? Uh, obviously, apples are a part of it, but it, uh, there's more to it than just that. Yes. Um, yes, apples are the big feature. Uh, but one of our biggest things that we have and we're famous for is our seven foot apple pie. Now, that will start construction on Thursday morning and comes out of the oven on Friday morning and starting at 11 o'clock on Friday, then they can serve it. So people can come uh, to Don Carlo's restaurant and buy a piece of the seven foot apple pie. So that's part of the food um, down in what we call our Napple store. Um, it's our big tent, uh, food tent that's underneath the uh, pavilion, which also sells clothes. But they have everything apple, apple dumplings, apple bread, apple butter, apple cider. And they also sell apparel that is decorated with apples. Uh, but different food people throughout the weekend, you'll, um, Rotary will have, um, has um, apple dumplings all the mode. So that's hot. You can and get it. They have chicken. Uh, beside them, you have Kiwanis with ribeye steak. You have, um, Pork sausage um, sandwiches, rib tips, uh, teakwood coffee. We have ice cream, elephant, e elephant ears, strawberry shortcake. All right, stop yeah, it. There's You're just making a me lot hungry. of really good food. <laughs> yes. And it, one there's of the, a lot of really good food. Um, you yeah, and one of the... The Methodist Church and corn on the cob. And yeah, um, yeah you can come down to the Depot Plaza. Um, and get any kind of food. Uh, we have a couple of food vendors on North Clark Street, um, Holy Smokes. So um, yeah, there's a lot of different food things uh, to eat, to enjoy, but um, come to town. And if you want a piece of the seven foot apple pie, you need to be in town before three o'clock on Saturday or it'll be all gone. Okay, that's good to know. My mouth is watching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nikki, you were starting to say something, uh, and uh, I was going to come to you about the entertainment because you've already talked about uh, entertainment for the kids, but I know there's also other uh, entertainment acts too. So um, can you expand on that? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to piggyback quick off of what Donna said about food. One event that used to be one of the longest standing events that we would have at the festival that we recently added back in is our um, pancake and sausage breakfast mm. on Saturday morning. So our local chapter of the uh, Boys and Girls Club will be hosting that. And so um, that will run from seven o'clock in the morning to uh, right before the parade starts. And you can go and visit the Boys and Girls Club and have the pancake and sausage breakfast. That was always a really big thing every Saturday morning before the parade started oh, yeah. to do. Um, and so that is is reinstated. <laughs> but um our entertainment, we run three areas of entertainment for the festival. Um, we talked about the children's entertainment that happens in our Napanee Public Library parking lot. Um, there are two other stages. There's a Goshen News stage that happens um, on North Clark Street. And then there is an entertainment tent that happens down in the Depot Plaza, which is where a lot of the food vendors are. Um, our country cabinet, country wood um, entertainment tent, um, each stage plays a variety of entertainment acts. And so 
it might be bluegrass, it might be rock, it might be um, oldies music, depending on, I mean, you can get online and look at the schedule and it'll show there's basically rotating entertainment at those stages from the moment the festival begins until the moment the festival ends. And so there's just a variety of all kinds of different musicians that you'll hear from. Well, that, that sounds great. I know uh, from other years when I've come to the festival, you really have to, uh, I, at least I feel like I really need to be strategic and kind of plan my day, like where I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, and then what I'm going to do when I'm not eating. <laughs> um, so for people coming to the <laughs> festival, I, I mean, I, I, I just told you how I, how I do things when I come, uh, like how do you recommend people, how they, uh, to experience the festival, what should they do first or how should they find out like a little bit more about, uh, what they need to do? Oh, I'm sorry. You can actually, okay. Is that you can go online and, uh, to the Napanee Apple Festival website. And you can pull down the brochure and see everything that's going on. Um, there's a map on the brochure to give you places uh, to park strategically um, so that uh, where we have shuttles and then you can um, get a ride closer to the events. Um, so all of the parking lots have a shuttle service so you don't have to park like close to downtown. To yeah, we have... Um, we have parking out at the barns and we have a shuttle running from the barns. We have parking at the Napanee Elementary School and we are running shuttles from there. On Saturday, you can um, park out at Wings and Wheels for that event. Now on, on that Wings and Wheels event, the wings part of it, there's not a charge to get in, but if you wanna put your car in, then yes, if you want to put your vehicle in, then there is a charge for that. But we have shuttle service running back and forth there. So you can leave your car parked at the airport and get the shuttle into town. And then you don't have to look for a parking place. All right. Well, that's good to know because I know many people often worry or just they have questions about parking. And I'm glad that we could answer that to answer that for them. Uh, whether, uh, you know, the weather is going to be good, right? But just Absolutely. in case, <laughs> what, what, I mean, I know the festival will go on rain or rain or shine, but what, I mean, anything else you can say about, uh, uh, uh about that? Um, well, yes, it, it will go on rain, rain or shine. It's just, you know, if we have a severe weather, then we have a, an evacuation plan, uh, in place to, uh, clear out downtown and, uh, try to maintain some order so but yeah um we've been fortunate the last few years and not to be rained out and our website our our social media page is the place that will always have that up-to-date information so if there is a cancellation of an event or an evacuation or something like that that has to happen because the weather is not what we thought it was going to be the social media um, we'll yeah. have it updated. The website will eventually have it too, but social media is a little bit more instant um, than what the website is. Right. And so, um, yeah, social media is a great resource, not only for, you know, news like you just mentioned, but also like what's going on and uh, just kind of tips and uh, fun things going on throughout the weekend. Uh, so what social media uh, channels are you on? I think I know for sure Facebook, but uh, where else? We're also on Instagram, but I, I feel as though Facebook is the best place to find 
that up-to-date information about the festival and any changes and things like that. Okay, great. So um, once again, for everyone listening, it's September 14th to 17th, 2023 in downtown Napanee, not just downtown Napanee, also at the airport. And so uh, anything else, Donna, that you want to throw in here that we haven't uh, covered yet? Um, yeah, if you're interested in playing cornhole, that happens on uh, Saturday afternoon at the Napanee Elementary School registration. Um, cornhole competition will begin at 1130 in the morning. Now, that is an event that you pay. Um, the cash price is $2,500 is what's being paid out um, to the winners. Um, the Donut Dash happens um at 8.30 in the morning this year, it used to be at uh, 10 and finished before the parade, but it's going to begin at 8.30 at Napanee Elementary School and end at Napanee Elementary. And that is uh, to run. There is an entry fee for that. And then there are prizes for that as well. Um, like Nikki mentioned, uh, the pancake and sausage breakfast at the Boys and Girls Club, that's um new we are so thrilled that uh they approached us to do that um we have saturday afternoon in front of chase bank we have uh special olympics and um the grill off on sunday but um come down enjoy yourselves uh there's a lot of places we have shuttle service um uh if you're um older if you're senior we have um Handicap parking right on West Lincoln Street, and we have uh, golf cart shuttles uh, to get people moved around. Um, we'll start off everything for the festival on the 11th with the Grand Marshal Reception, which will be at uh, Coppice Commons. And our Grand Marshals this year are the original uh, bakers for um, the seven foot apple pie the uh, Ron uh, Tell Show who uh, made the pie pan and uh, came up with this whole idea of this seven foot apple pie is our great, him and his wife, Glenna are our grand marshals. I just think it, um, you'll have a good time, come down and visit and come see what uh, Napanee has and um, come back and visit again later. Well, that's, that's great. And sounds like so much fun. Thank you, Donna and Nikki again for being, uh, being with with us here today and i'm looking forward to the festival thank you thank you hi this is terry mark back again uh with some exciting news that neither donna uh nor nikki nor i knew at the time that we would uh spoke about the napanee apple festival so i'm here to share that with you now so uh, as many of you may know, basketball is a really big deal in Elkhart County, and in particular in Napanee, uh, where the hometown Northwood High School basketball team won the Boys State Championship uh, just in the spring of uh, 2023. And uh, in basketball lore, uh, the Cinderella story of Milan High School, a small school winning the state championship back in the 19 in 1954 is uh just a feat that is remembered very fondly and it was uh immortalized in the uh film Hoosiers uh which depicted a fictional team Hickory High School uh, 
moving on and winning the state championship against uh, much bigger schools and against uh, against all odds. So how how does this relate to the Apple Festival? Well, it turns out that uh, from the movie, the uh, bus uh, that transported the Hickory High School team to its games, including the state final, uh, that bus has been preserved and uh, is going to make an appearance in the Apple Festival Parade on Saturday morning at, uh, starts at 1030. So if you love uh, Apple Festival and you love basketball, uh, this is really your sweet spot. I'm very excited. Uh, I love the movie Hoosiers. Uh, the, the bus will be uh, in the parade and uh, accompanying the bus will be the Northwood High School boys basketball team, the, the team that won the state championship uh, just uh, at the end of last season. So they'll be walking with the bus. You can uh, see it in the parade. Uh, after the parade, it will be on display for uh, th that afternoon at the uh, Lake City Bank parking lot. And uh, I'm so excited now, not only for uh, basketball, uh, for the Apple Festival, but also the basketball fan in me. So um, just another reason to make sure you get to the Apple Festival. I am so excited to wrap up this episode by talking about one of my favorite events here in Elkhart County, Wagon in the Woods. And I've got Annie with the Elkhart Environmental Center and Kira with Tracking in the Shadows here with me. Hey, ladies, how are you doing? Good. How are Happy you? To be here. <laughs> I'm doing good. It's so fun to have multiple people on the podcast. And Kira, let's kick it off by talking about Tracking in the Shadows and kind of how the organization came to, to be. Yeah, so we started in 2018 officially. Um, I really saw a gap in the community for those fearful dogs that needed help, um, you know, especially with animal control. If they go out and they're not able to catch a dog, they just have to leave. Like there's nothing else they can do. Um, and so what we do is we set up a humane trap and we um, put some yummy food in there and we catch them. Um, we're fortunate enough to have foster homes. So we bring most of the dogs into the rescue, um, you know, and put them through all their vetting and things like that. And we've also now expanded to pulling fearful dogs from shelters as well. Oh my gosh, that's incredible that you're you're able to work with the shelters too. Now, of course, the listeners are no stranger to the podcast in the environmental center. So Annie, oh my gosh, so many fun things have been happening over there this summer. I love seeing all the updates, but let's tell the listeners just a little bit about what the Elkhart Environmental Center is. Yeah, so we have over 60 acres of trails that people can come and enjoy. They go through um, woodlands, wetlands, along the river. We've got um, river access for canoers and kayakers, and we also have a ADA paved trail along the river um, called the River Greenway Trail that also connects up to the Maple Heart Trail in Goshen. Absolutely. It is a stunning trail that is newer. Uh, so if the listeners haven't been out there, they definitely need to check all of that out. But, you know, ladies, I can't, I can't uh, help but acknowledge the one fun thing that I haven't said this event is. It's puppies. Kira, you talked about how you help rescues, but can you tell us what is being planned for Wagon in the Woods and, and everything to do with dogs that day? 
Yes, I'm so excited. So this year is going to be bigger and better. We have so much more plans, so many more people coming. And um, of course, we're going to kind of stick with some things that have been really great in the last couple of years, such as like the Pooch Parade. That's at 2 p.m. Um, costumes are welcome and they there will be prizes and judges for those. Um, we also have like Serenity Pet Spa that's coming and they're going to be doing nail trims and color. So puppy dye, it can be permanent or semi-permanent. Um, they'll also be doing microchipping for $15. All proceeds are going to the rescue. Um, we have all kinds of vendors. We have vendors from like hand stamping dog tags to um, creative shirts and cups with um, animal themed things. We have somebody doing pet portraits. Um, we have agility there. We're going to have a whole um, fenced in area with agility equipment and you can come and um, run your dogs through the course and see how they do and maybe even sign up for classes if you're interested. Um, and then we've also expanded this year to invite several dog rescues. So we will have lots of puppies for adoption and so much going on. Oh my gosh, we talked about so much. There is so much happening that day and the event goes from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. But let's dive into it a little bit more. Annie, we talked about nail trims and microchipping. Why are these kind of things important and especially important since you are at the Environmental Center? You're seeing dogs and stuff all the time. Yeah, so like Kara said, there's a lot of stray dogs that happen in that um, area. So having them microchipped is a great way to get them back home and we often see dogs coming through the environmental center so having something like that that can get them straight back home is really really nice and super important and I mean you can't beat the price fifteen dollars I mean oh yeah awesome. absolutely now you know we do mention this event is free to attend but Kira certainly your services require some support so can people bring donations and and what are you looking for absolutely um we We'll have a truck at the front entrance that we're hoping to fill. Um, right now, our biggest need is um, dog food. It can be canned or dry food, um, higher quality. And we have a wish list out on Amazon that we're going to put out in the event page. Um, if you jump over there and like that. Um, we're also looking for just like general supplies. So that could be anywhere from like dog bowls to toys, um, monetary donations, um, anything that can help, you know, we're foster home based. So if we can send a bag of supplies with a dog to a foster home, that is crucial. And, you know, as you mentioned, you rely on fosters. That is such, such a wonderful thing that people open up their homes for. But, you know, again, it does make it really nice when you can just send a foster with kind of like a backpack. Like, here you go. You're going, you're going to a home for a little bit. We're going to find you a permanent spot, but take your backpack with you. Now, Annie, can we talk about the, just the cutest part of this event? You know, Kira mentioned it a little bit ago. She said it starts at 2 p.m., but we just didn't even get into how furry and cute the puppy parade is. What exactly happens during that time? This is the best time of the whole year. <laughs> um, so people come and um, dress up their dogs, and often the whole family dresses up with their dog, too, which is just the cutest thing. 
Um, so we do prizes like Kara mentioned for the cutest puppies. Um, I think we did a variety of prizes last year because there were just so many really good ones where we did like prizes for like the best homemade ones and the most creative. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do this year, but we'll have prizes and we just really love to see how cute all of the puppies are when they're all dressed up and then they walk around. So that starts at two and everybody gets to, you know, adore the puppies and the families as they walk by. Oh, it absolutely is. And what I really love about this event is everybody is there. They're happy. They're smiling. They're surrounded by puppies of all ages because, I mean, let's face it, a puppy is a puppy its entire life. We just always <laughs> refer to them as as puppies and poofs and floofs and all those kind of fun things. But all of the puppies love to be pet. You can snuggle up with them. You can touch their little velvety ears. You can see them in a costume. Um, I know that we had a puppy last year, a, a legit puppy that was dressed like a hot dog. It was not a hot dog kind of dog. It was a really, really big St. Bernard puppy dressed in a little tiny uh, <laughs> hot dog costume. And it was so fun and so fitting that we just talked about the Bristol Corn Dog Fest earlier on this podcast. We are, we are all corn dogs here. So I know we talked about so much during this time. We have so many fun things planned during Wagon in the Woods. It's happening Sunday, September 24th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Elkhart Environmental Center. And listeners, you can learn more at wagoninthewoods.com. Ladies, thank you so much for being a part of this. I am so excited for this event. Um, you know, I'm excited to see the two of you. I'm excited to see everybody that comes out, but I'm super excited to see all the puppies. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.